What's up, everybody? It's Bong Loads and Bullshit. Evan here with a new second man. Somebody you probably know, one Uncle Dig of the Bagseed Chronicles. Say hello, Uncle Dig. Hey, everyone. How you doing? Big, I guess we're probably, they're not going to respond now that. <laughs> I was going to wait that, you know? for a second and just see what happened. But yeah, fair enough. Just hanging in the air. And I'm just going to kick, you know, I'm going to kick the show off something in the beginning here. There's something new about the show you might have noticed. Uh, of course, Dig's been on here before, but uh, the other two guys are missing. And, uh, if nothing else, I will even take accountability for my actions. Like I'm almost, you know, I'm almost a man. A couple more years, I'll be a man. Like I, when I do wrong, I believe in saying when I did wrong and so on. So I'm just going to come right out with it, put it on the air. You know, if the dudes are mad, the dudes are mad, Blake and Cade, and we'll just, we'll just put it out there for them. So as you all know, the show had really taken off of late and there was a, a, a movie option being discussed and we got as far as the script being written. And things were going well. We had it. We had a great script full of a lot of really good things. And uh, unfortunately, there was a disagreement about who was going to be playing who in a certain vital sex scene. And because of that, the show has dissolved and not dissolved. It is restructured with uh, Blake and Cade very sadly leaving the show. And to note, they're probably pretty pissed at me right now, a bit aside. But, you know, they're welcome to come back on, whatever. That's uh, up to them. And uh, yeah, now that now that the smoking Oki slash bonglids and bullshit movie is no more, um, we're going to be doing something a little different. And I'm not going to go too far into this because the focus is not about me. It's not about Uncle Dig. It is about cannabis. It's about weed. I think like that's kind of been the case since the show started. And maybe it got a little bit away from that with the shift to season two and the shift to bonglids and bullshit, which whatever your opinion on that, like, I don't feel like my life's interesting enough that I need to give you all a bunch of that each week, but I can definitely learn some shit about weed. I can talk to you about weed. If my life comes up in a way that's funny or entertaining, then we'll get into that. And um, the other big change, and then we'll actually get into the talk is structuring the, the, the shows because of this. Uh, the shit list, another project you might've been listening to, which is like a, a dumb listicle article, only it's a video. Think of it like a really stupid, like Michael Moore type movie. They make you watch in grade school. No, uh, no, no, it's no, no. It is high quality short form informational content nom 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 delicious oh, that's content. Good, dig. thank you dig thank you that's that's thank you for the nice word that's the way to put it and sometimes we're going to do like a long one of those sometimes we're going to do a show like this it's just going to depend on where the week is but the focus is going to be more on weed and i'm going to shout out to the dudes one more time before we get serious guys i'm crazy but that's what makes me entertaining so on that note, on to the new bongwoods and bullshit. Uncle Dig, we always start with what we're smoking. So, buddy, what are you smoking on out there in Oregon? I have been smoking on a lot of Jaeger today. Jaeger is a indica dominant hybrid. Some people say it tastes a bit like Jaegermeister. Jaegermeister has repeatedly tried to get people to stop calling it Jaeger. Um, so we we don't. We never call it Jaeger. We call it purple Hindu Kush. So I've been smoking on Jaeger all day today. Fuck you. They should be glad they have a weed named after them. Yes. Don't don't sue me. But but if you do, don't. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's kind of a it's kind of like a kind of a heavier indica dominant. Um, right. I would even call it just a straight indica. Um, but it's one of the first like stronger strains of cannabis I took to smoking because it was what was available from the grower I worked with. Right. So I've got a pretty good strain tolerance to it, but it still gives me like a really good like body high, which is what I need. And it also does good things for my anxiety. I mostly smoke Indica. So people are like, what are you smoking at like 
10 a.m. Like mm. an indica dominant hybrid. Yeah. I have anxiety. Like that's what I'm smoking. <laughs> so that's just your typical like daily driver. Yeah, I'll okay. I'll smoke I'll smoke some sativa dominant hybrids if we're gonna like go on a hike or like mow the yard or like do something a little more strenuous. But if I'm sitting here trying to be creative or whatever, I'm not I'm not reaching for that. That's fair. Now, now just, I think I kind of got the answer from this just by what you're saying, but I take it you do kind of buy into the, the Indica Sativa thing. Is that something you think is like, cause I'm questioning that personally. So I use it as kind of a way to describe an understood order of effects. So when I say an Indica, I don't mean a short squat plant that only produce narcotic effects and is quick to flower. And when I say Sativa, I don't necessarily mean a, a tall, thin-leafed plant that's, that produces smaller, like stringer buds with a more uplifting quality. What I'm generally talking about is like I'm being kind of the crass stoner, like indica in the couch, hybrid in the middle. Like you know, I'm being very crass about it because I know that it, it, I, I'm sorry. I know that there's science behind it that doesn't matter so much with hybridization, but this is how people talk about the plant. And rather than trying to swim up that river. I would rather fight about calling it cannabis rather than marijuana than try to fight about like what we're going to call a narcotic indica. Oh, it's not an indica. It's actually a hybridized version of two cannabis. I think does it put you to sleep? Then it's an indica cowboy. Chill out. <laughs> okay. That's fair. That's, but, that's but no, but I understand that that science is questionable. I mm. also understand that it may have been partially put forward as a smoke mm. screen during a cannabis uh cultivation case i just can't remember where yeah they see our our lure and our uh our history in the cannabis space isn't well uh trust or explored yet so i think a lot of people are doing that that's cool Uh, that's that's interesting i didn't know it. it doesn't surprise me i think and i think part of my issue with it is like i've got a pretty good tolerance even though i just eat edibles so like even when I do get high, like, I don't, I don't know the highest sometimes maybe not so intense that I like pay attention to aspects of it. Like I should, it's always uh-huh. just being high, but yeah, right. that's just me. So the, 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 so the Jaeger, you said that's something, not something you grew. That's something you have from a grower. Yeah. Yeah. My buddy, my buddy grows it. Uh, uh, you may have heard him on the bag seat chronicles. His name's Roland smokes. He grows up on a, a hill somewhere near Merlin, Oregon. Um, and then, you know, like most of the other stuff I've been smoking on in my rotation is my home grow. Like every morning I start my day off after I get my morning coffee and kind of get limber a little bit. I start my day off with a Dutch, uh, a joint of something called CBD Dutch treat. Right. It's, uh, it's something I home grow every year outdoors. It's something, um, and it's, uh, it's, uh, like 4% THC, like maybe uh-huh. 10% CBD kind oh, of yeah. a light high to start my day kind of like, and it's, it's one of the only sativa leaners I smoke. So if I offer you CBD Dutch treat, if you're ever here, like that's what it, it is. And also like, if, if you're not like an everyday, like heavy toker, like hmm. anything I've grown here, like a lot of, even the CBD strains will, I'll get you a little loopy because they're all, they're all, I don't believe in CBD without THC. I believe you need a little bit. So most of them are like one-to-ones or like two-to-ones, like the CBD Dutch treat or, and then I've grown Harley Sue and other stuff like that, but it doesn't taste as good. Yeah. So, so I just, I don't, I don't grow it again. I've got a fun one about fucking Harley Sue or Harley Sue or however you say it. Uh, Fuck. 
I thought the name looked cool when I was new to, oh, okay. So I, whenever I started smoking weed again, I was uh, traveling from Indiana, where of course it's not legal because that place is under a stranglehold from like the, the pharmaceutical industry. I was going to Illinois, which is a state where it's really shittily taxed, but it's recreational and you can just get it if you got an ID and you're over 21. Right. And uh, I didn't know shit about percentages. I didn't know shit about researching your flower. I Oof. just like, you buy the green shit, you get it. And uh, yeah, I could see you already putting the pieces together, Dig. I, uh, I, I drove... Mm, 2.75 hours round trip for CBD flower that didn't do anything but put me in a weird fucking mood. And that was like with no tolerance. You, you drove a, shit, a far ways yeah, for him to smoke by hemp to smoke. To overpay because that shit's like $70 an eighth after tax due in Illinois. It's no joke or it wasn't and, time. And I fair enough. I know a lot of cannabis growers who be like, Harley Sue's not hemp. But I'm like, fair enough. It's low THC cannabis. But we all know that's not what he was looking for. So and he <laughs> no, I was not. <laughs> now the next time, and I'm just like rudely fucking hey podcast, watch me do my phone. Sorry, wife, gotta respect the wife. Um, fucking the next time I got member berries, and member berries was my favorite strain for a minute because I thought that it was like so awesome, but it turns out like member berries is okay, but it was just like new weed gets you really high. It had been right, so yes. long that I hadn't had this new weed, and holy fuck. It's a long, that was like, oh, that was only like two and a half years ago too. So like that's, I've made a long evolution into the fucking crazy, but we'd educate a person you've seen today. Oh, good. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've, I've somehow like, people are always telling me like, you're gonna, you're gonna get, you're gonna get tired of like, like doing, like being like weed guy all the time. And I'm like, I, I don't know, man. I can't, I, I dip my toe into this like medically like years ago and I haven't been like, you know, you know, I'm going to. I'm gonna do something else now. I'm gonna try something else. Like it's never been like it. It kind of. I love growing it. I love smoking it. It's great. And it, it it seems like it's just you're only maybe a weed guy to the outsiders. At least in my life, like, it, and I don't talk about it as much as I used to. It used to be that I'd be like, hey, if you don't know shit about weed, ask me and stuff. And like I've kind of chilled off on that because I don't feel qualified giving people medical advice. People would right. come to me with like shit about like I got high blood pressure. What should I do with weed? And I'd be like, I don't fucking know. So I, I backed off on that shit. But like, I lost my train of thought. But yeah, with you. Dude, dude, yeah, well, I've always been kind of a weird guy since I was young. Like, if you come over to my house, I'm going to offer you whatever drugs I have. And by drugs, yeah, I just yeah, mean, yeah. like, I'm going to offer you a beer if I have beer. I'm going to offer you scotch if I have scotch. If I have a nice wine, I'm going to offer you wine. If I have weed, I'm going to offer you weed. I always have weed. I'm always going to offer you weed. Yeah, um, yeah. And then, I, you know, if I have, like, if I have something else, I have something else. Most of the time, it's just weed, wine, and... um bourbon wine women and song and weed right you know, all of those things ow oh, with what you're smoking i guess have we did i name mine yet you talked about some historical strains okay i should get into mine because it's pretty good and we need to pimp these guys so i always talk about these guys every show but i got this from a better bud and they're, they're good guys if you're in lawton and you haven't been there and you listen to this show man you're basically you're doing yourself a disservice just come to a better bud in lawton oklahoma and on that note i got and i lost the dram another show staple, some Oreos, some of the famous Oreos with a Z, the famous fucking variant of cookies that now I'm sure oh, Tyler okay, is groaning. Okay, okay. okay. And uh, I, I packed up a bowl of it a minute ago and it's pretty good. Good. Yeah. I like, I like cookie strains. Like I, I think there's a reason that a lot of home growers don't grow them as much is because they can be a little, larfy and kind of hard to trim 
but um gosh dolly darn it if they aren't just some of the most potent like i don't know what you call it like i have really intense low back pain right and like when i've been puffing tough and smoking a lot of weed because i've got really intense pain sometimes the only there's a few strains that are potent in a way that'll root down in my back pain and kind of give me like a little shiver and let me stretch mm-hmm. and one of them is girl scout cookies okay understand so some of some of those so like some of those like hype strains that people would oh that's hype shit well and you know but whatever it's like bag seed i'm like well you gotta think like certain strains give something to certain people and you've gotta like respect that because i know people who like who love some strains that like are not hype and they keep them around and no one else likes them, but they do good things for them and it's what they like. And you've just got to respect that. Like too, I think, I don't know, going into cookies in particular, like I do agree that being kind of like the Walmart of weed and their whole design thing, like inflicting itself on everything, like whatever you do get tired of them being like the visual standard bearer of cannabis culture, I guess you would say. Um, and I do understand why people who you say that I would I, not say that. Well, I mean, around here, like that fucking famous blue background with the white wave, that's like synonymous with weed. And I'm guessing, well, I'm not super connected to the to the average, like casual weed user, cannabis user. I'm a, with as prevalent as that kind of visual thing is in that stupid logo. I'm guessing that that's probably the case. And like, well, because- cool. I'm excited to come out in the Midwest and hear burner being bumped everywhere. That's exciting. <laughs> but like Tyler, because of that, I, I, I fuck, I got to cut that out. One of the, well, now it's Tyler. I don't have to cut that out. One of the friends of the show doesn't like him because of that. And they do get a lot of hate, but I also think there's a little bit of a Starbucks effect. And I think that goes both ways. I think, uh, you know, whatever you think about Starbucks, it's all over the place for a reason. And they got to be doing something right. And that's kind of like if cookies is that big and they're fucking everywhere, like they got to be doing something right. Like I'm not talking about the brand cookie specifically. I'm talking about the cookie strain. Just so you know, that's what I was kind of thinking, I guess, because you probably wouldn't like the brand. I, you know, man, I don't have a, I don't have a problem with, with, with the cookies brand personally. I, I don't like people charging too much for weed or too much for cannabis seeds and i think they do both of those things Uh, but i don't buy their weed not because there's not one near me there's not one near me no one in in rural southern oregon is gonna go pay 70 dollars for an eighth go fuck yourself i'm sorry like no right like i i can literally like go in almost every third backyard in the state and find some dank 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 sticky icky why the fuck would i pay that much for it and that's why i want people to to like grow and build that community because Mm. it has a way of making you smoke higher tier weed because i think Mm. some of the best weed in the world is small batch homegrown man i'll stick by that if it's done right Mm. I feel like I could have probably done that with mine. When I get a new girl going, I might have to go through that. And it's good to have you around to document with the show and stuff because the we did a good job, but we made some mistakes and we were we were close to attaining that. And it's just nice to do. Um, so yeah, one day we're gonna grow. Now I just hit this fucking oh my god, I've been these Oreos and got a nice minty taste and like two rips in. I'm doing pretty goddamn good. So that's worth it. That's some good fucking marijuana. I forgot how to turn on my vape. Oh shit. Oh, you vaping today. Hitting that. Is it like a dry herb? Do Yeah. This is uh this company was really um 
nice enough to send me a couple of dry herb vapes. Um, Claudius nine. I've talked about this nice. one on the show. This is the atomic nine dry herb vape. I've dropped it twice and it still hasn't broke. So that's pretty cool. That's what's up. But one thing I appreciate about the dry herb vape is, uh, if you like to keep using the cannabis once, once you dry herb vaped it, you can then put it on a fucking cookie and make a firecracker and maybe get high. No, thanks. But you could, yes, technically. Uh, you, you don't, could. you don't, man. You don't like weed Native American the weed and use every little bit of it. I mean, I do in you theory. The judgment in that tone. I compost my stems if that's what ah, you mean. Fair enough. <laughs> I, 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 uh, and I smoke my trim if I don't store it later for making edibles. Fair. But, but no, once I vape it, I don't want to taste that popcorn shit on a cracker. Like I'm not. Well, yeah, that's why you you gotta you gotta you gotta match it with like a complimentary taste such as peanut butter peanut butter on like uh, a regular cracker i'm allergic to peanut butter so all oh, those hacks man. are all gone to me so yeah the hack wow. where you put your mushrooms in peanut butter so you can right. do a bunch of shroomies and go places no 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 none of that for me so what what do you what do you people eat do you just have like oleo with salt in it oh no i eat butter i was just fucking with you. I, I couldn't imagine not having peanut butter to mix drugs on Oh, really? I just I just wash whatever I have to eat down with Dr. Pepper, and that seems to fix whatever taste. That was, that was a little bit of a bit, but yeah, the ABV is, uh, it it provides that full spectrum high, and that's something, I, I'm kind of spoiled by the distillate thing, and I've probably had my tolerance room a little bit by the distillate thing. To now, It's now to the point where, like, that full spectrum buzz, to me, is, like, kind of its own different animal within the weed family in very weird and unexpected ways. Uh, I'll say, and I just kind of carried the conversation off because the Zenite is really kicking in, uh, th that like the full spectrum buzz that you get from like a firecracker or like uh, maybe a gummy that you make at home if you make it my way or whatever, is just, it's a little more weird than the distillate buzz, which is just like a, a chill good time and you're high and like you want to eat shit and you know, you fucking, yeah. Never I don't that. like distillates. I'm not, I'm, I'm, and, and that's, mm. and that's, First, for a few reasons, like I, I don't want to make them at home. It's a, it's a, so I, I, I'm generally not into anything. I'm really into the DIY aspect of cannabis. I like, cause I have time, but I don't necessarily have a lot of money, but I want to have a lot of cannabis. How do I do that? I grow it at home. Now I have a lot of cannabis, but like, um, when I cook with cannabis, I like recently, uh, the last couple of years I've been making these cannabis caramels. Oh, I've heard of these and I'm, I'm interested in enjoying them. I'll send you a video. There's this lady out of Canada, uh, that, that does, uh, cannabis cooking videos and she makes candy. And it's one of her videos that I got it from. It's a super intellectually easy process, uh. but you can't stop stirring candy. Cause if you stop stirring it, right. It tries to jump out of the pot and kill you. So intellectually <laughs> unchallenging, but emotionally trying. Well, and it gets hard as you're not like marrying me. Well, yeah, but like if you if I'm sure that if I stop stirring you, like you won't explode and like stick to me while you're burning me. Oh like, no, dude. The, the lack bomb. The lack. <laughs> The lack of stirring is precisely what wants to make me explode. If you want to bring this hilariously fucking accurate analogy right out into the limelight. 
if you weren't married, we, this is where we'd be like Evan's hot, sticky, sweet from his head down to his feet. Totally, yeah. totally not going with the sexual euphemism at all with stirring for that. I would say like twisting or yanking or tugging, you know, one of the one of those. T- Whatever you tired old whore, it's stirring. You know, it stirring is stirring one's puddle with a spoon. <laughs> These anyway, cannabis. Mm, yeah, cannabis. Distillate. <laughs> Oh yeah. Okay. So distillate. So I don't like distillate. Like you said, it has, I, it has, it's kind of like, um, it's kind of like the vape pie. It's like clean and it's like a little more uplifting and it's not as like, like it doesn't stick to your bones as much, but when you have an edible where it's been like plant matter, it's been kind of like melted and like, you know, cooked into butter and you're getting more plant matter in there and more like other terpenes besides THC, it gives you a more dynamic entourage effect. And I think it even has more medicinal value in my opinion. I yes. don't know if that's true, but I think it does. I would say personally, like I could probably make you like a food pyramid scale of like medicinal value, starting with like your RSOs and shit. And then on to like, you know, your FICO gummies and stuff like that. And then maybe on to your distillates and I'm sure I'm missing stops. And then on maybe your vapes. And then at the tail end is like straight combustion, like in my opinion. I think combustion offers more than distillates do. I think that if you really think, talk about medicinal value, depending on what you're using it for, mm. like I think that smoking a joint is superior than eating some like soulless gummy that someone made with a rubbing alcohol and purified THC. Oh, they like, make it with rubbing shit. alcohol. That'll whatever. Make you, that'll what make is you a, blind. Whatever. D- d- whatever. Grain alcohol. Fuck distillate is what I'm saying. It tastes gross. It is gross. Mm. Like even gummies, you can. Like, I don't know, man. I good. What, how did this I make gummies? A bad rep. I, how did I make gummies? I made gummies with, um, with coconut oil that I had infused with, mm. um, with, uh, with what is it? Lectithin. Yeah. Yeah. I done, I did some, I don't remember where I got that recipe. I don't like eating gummies cause I would eat so many cause it was like weed pills you can eat. And I would like turn on techno and I would eat like 15 of them. Oh yeah. And then I would get sick Easy to from do. all eating all the gummy stuff. Right. That's what you do too. Yeah. That's all. That's standard practice. I found oh, with yeah. mine, one of, one of the things that uh, at least temporarily stopped me from making it was when I make gummies, like, I'm not sure if I make them too strong or what, but like, and I don't use coconut oil because it doesn't bind as well. Um, I use like, I use like, what is it? Vitamin C powder and some other shit. Uh, it's been a while since I made, but when I put them in the freezer, like this green scummy shit starts working its way out of it. So I gotta, I gotta get that part of the process down. I gotta understand that a little better. Now the homemade gummies I was making were hitting good and I was pretty good on them. But even then, man, like I got ones that were very close to Zen. I probably had two runs that were like on the point of a Zen, but like among my favorites here in Oklahoma, it almost feels like a lot of them are adulterated with the, the exception of the nature's key. I don't think the nature's key is anything, but was anything but high quality distillate. Now it's, now it's all full spectrum. So my best, like a lot of times when I'm doing edibles, I'm doing them before bed to go to sleep. Okay. So that that's, so everyone knows what the effect I'm looking for. I'm looking for nom, nom, nom. Mm. That's what I'm looking for. I I'm looking for like system shutdown. So like what you may call an overdose is what I'm looking for. Like I want to, I want to go to oblivion. Like I don't want to nod off necessarily, but that's an option. I want to go to more So like for me, the the caramel keeps that full spectrum of the butter Mm. or um, I'll do what I like to call a pot chocolate and I'll mix like raw, raw, if you will, 
yeah, I'll mix weed butter in with my like hot chocolate. Mm. And it tastes like a little hot chocolate cookie. And then it also puts you right to bed. And it adds five pounds to your ass if you're looking to be a little more wiggly. Well, yeah, I was actually thinking about that for the one of my new points. The shows, you know, the cam thing where I do that for money. And you can have me write things on it and shaming things and whatever. Dirty to the store with a thong on. Yeah, just all that shit. Me toilet mm-hmm. slave. Spell it with an I. Three eyes. Right. Anyway, sorry. But, <laughs> I was trying to think of a joke to link the lowercase i to the penis because that's where my mind goes, and that's you know still the the. Really, the fabric of this show is the dick joke. And the, mm-hmm. that said, with the new focus on weed, I have, I have, I guess I, 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 we used to have topics back in the Smoke and Okies days. And I don't know that we necessarily need to go to hard topics and stuff, but we do have a loose topic. And today's loose topic is getting high on a budget. Uh, this is topical in numerous ways. Uh, top of all, being, of course, my, my life sucks, gigantic flaming cock right now uh pejorative cock not like mean cock and like money sucks even though we all work in this house all the time and you know so i'm always looking for ways to get high for free and uh i've actually i took some notes here i'm gonna note something up and then uh dig i will i will give the floor back to you okay something that that, that really burns me is apparently uh, i was under the impression that maybe in some cases, if you work at like a super liberal workplace that has cool stuff that you might end up getting insurance if for medical marijuana. And uh, I looked a solid 20, 30 minutes. There ain't nope. shit that I can find. And I don't even think there's like a specialty health insurance or something. No, so, go buy your weed, you dirty pothead. Right. And that's that's what burns me. And that's what brings up this topic of needing to save is exactly what you said, Dick, because to the outside, uh, you're no different than an alcoholic trying to fend off the shakes. Uh, you're, you know, I mean, you're conceptually no better. You're conceptually no better than a Xanax addict trying to fend off the shakes for that matter, a heroin addict trying to fend off withdrawal. But on the other side of the lens, anybody who uses this shit knows that it's, well, it's not like other medications. It is medication. Like I can tell you right now, like with all this crazy shit happening in my life right now, which is evident around me, it's evident in my fucking eyes when I look at myself on the screen. Like if I didn't have cannabis to rely on and not to impair me, not to get me stumbling high, like not to get me to where I'm fucking, I I can't think literally just to make it to where my head is not screaming at me. Hey, everything sucks. Like I, you know, it's medication. So for these places, to not give insurance and for insurance not to be there yet is fucked up and it can be expensive because of that. And that's my whole thing. And why we had this topic for the, the first inaugural new kind of episode. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think depending on like the area you're in and what's available, right. It's going to depend on, and also like what's legal, how law Mm -hmm. enforcement is in your area, all those variables is going to depend on like what, like what way is best for you to save money on weed? If you're just trying to get flour and you're trying to get flour cheaply, you need to go in your backyard. Mm-hmm. And if you've got a tall fence and it's illegal to grow in your state, don't, you don't even have to grow a big giant plant. Go take an auto flower, throw it in a three gallon pot. Right. And don't even feed it. Just put it in some nice dirt. And you know what? I did that last year mm-hmm. and I got a half ounce off of each auto flower that I just barely did. I tied it to a stick, like right. some sad tomato. I didn't train it. I didn't top it. I didn't trellis it. I didn't even feed trellis it. Oh, it's not a trellis. You just tied it up. Never mind. I tied it to a stick when I, right. I stuck a garden stake in it. So you can do this stuff low effort. It's not quite right. as good, 
But if you're just looking for like good, like solid mids to smoke, right? Like you don't have to work very hard to get solid mids out of a home grow situation. That seems like that would be good edible weed. Sorry to interrupt. Oh yeah, totally. Totally. And that's another way. If you have access to a lot of like, let's say you have access to a lot of like kind of shitty weed, then you, then edibles, right? Then you're going to want to make edibles out of that. And then you can get a lot of like bang for your buck that way. Um, so it kind of depends on your situation. I think making um, edibles and if you're home growing, using every part of the plant, right. um, like he was teasing me about not taking grody already been vaped weed that if I'd smoked, I would have thrown out anyway <laughs> or ended up in the bottom of my bong and not eating it. So but like I take my trim and I make it into edibles or at least store it for use in making medicines and stuff later. Um, and I know a lot of growers throw out their trim. Now my indoor trim, I smoke in joints because I just Fair. love it. That's the, the, the term joint that you smoke out your home grow is going to be better than any pre-roll trim, any trim pre-roll that you get from like the, the fucking dispensary, no matter how. Oh, those oh trim yeah. Pre-rolls are. Oh, oh yeah. 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 It's, it's night and day. Now, some, and depending now on outdoor, it can go either way, the way, depending on how you trimmed, but the indoor trim joints are pretty good, especially if you pick out the twigs. I'm just looking something up real quick. Sorry. Oh, yeah, no problem. Another thing you can do is if you a lot of I don't know how dispensaries are around there, but a lot of times what will happen here is like if you buy so many, they they can't give you free weed. They can never give you free weed, but they've come up with these point systems, which are backdoor ways to give you like membership discounts. Right. So if you're like a heavy consumer like me, first of all, you just need to grow it. Right. You should you if you're if you're if you're a working person with like a working person's money and you're trying to smoke more than like an eighth a week, and I'm I'm not even kidding, more than an eighth a week, you need to be growing it yourself, or you need to like start dating a dready mama who grows it in her backyard. You need to figure something out, bud, because you cannot be buying um the amount of weed you probably need to treat your illness, honestly. So like, I'm, so I will so not growing, be uh, marrying a dreaded mama for any number of reasons. So growing does sound more appealing in that regard, you know, and you can do the trifecta, right? You could do the dready mama. Mm. You could do the uncle in the bus behind the property, mm. taking care of the plants when you're on the vacation. Uh, and then, and then you're set. You've got the, and then if she's already got two kids, Oh, you got an Oregon triple. I'll tell you what, honey. Where does a stinky emo girl plan? Oh, that's a whole nother thing. Okay. That's fair. That's a whole nother thing. <laughs> Now I've completely distracted from the topic with my stupid in-joke bullshit. Uh, one oh, thing see, I will note. Yeah, uh, miss, 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 miss me some stinky emo girls. Oh, man. I, I never would. I, I have no basis to miss, and I wouldn't if I did. Oh, um, uh, a little editorial sideline, another one I'll have to cut out. I don't know if this Zoom actually has a timer on it or not, but we may have to do the thing. If so, I'll just it message, does. I'll message you the new link on Insta, and we'll do that. And thank oh, you. Mess, put, just resend it to my... Uh, my uh, yeah, it'll be easier. Okay, so I got to remember to cut this part. Okay, cool. So in about two minutes, and we'll fade on that. Now, okay. uh, coming back in with that, the, the first tip after my, my terrible derail that I had and something that ties exactly into what you were talking to, Dig, is you can smartly use a combination of edibles and flour to get way more use out of either like than you would, than you would individually, if that makes sense. I rambled <laughs> yeah, it out. Oh, yeah. And it's, it's, it's about the method and it's about, you know, dipping into edibles and like kind of trusting them as your backbone of shit. Cause like, I can say from personal experience, if I need to make a, a tin of edibles last, I will eat a third less edible. Like I'll eat maybe a hundred milligrams instead of 150. And I will, whenever I feel that edible buzz start kicking in, 
I'll tap a bowl two, three times and yep. I'm way higher than I would ever be off either one of them. Um, which ties back to the idea of edibles being their own buzz. Cause it, I, I, I'm no pharmacist, but I shudder to think of any medication that can kind of synergize with itself like that. Right. Like none that I can think of, but edibles and, and smoking are like very different experiences. Now that said, if you're willing to dance with the plant, um, you can get to a level of tolerance where maybe every buzz is the same. And that's where weed gets real medicinal in my mind, but that's how far do you want to go? Well, yeah. And I, and I will say like my favorite way to like, let's say, cause I can't drink anymore. And I used to have a love of getting stumbling drunk and I'll okay. still get stumbling high from time to time just for fun. Okay. That's not necessarily medicinal unit use. That's just, that's just part of who I am, man. I like to get fucked up. Don't judge me, but I can't do that anymore because my liver's all screwed up for me liking to get fucked up. So sure. consequences anyway. So now what knows. I'll do when I want to get, get screwed up is I'll eat an edible. And then here's the, here's the trick. I'll wait 15 minutes. Mm. I'll eat another edible <laughs> and then I'll wait 15 minutes and I'll eat two. These are all night, night edibles. These are all mm. night, night strength edibles. And right. then I'll eat two edibles at the 45 minute mark, right when the first edible kicks <laughs> in and then I'll smoke weed until I can't breathe. And then and you then fucking, usual, and then <laughs> usually, usually after that, I'm slurring my words and drooling. Yeah. And that's, yeah. so that's like, that's like a, like a party night, like the 4th of July. That's what I do. See, I know you're not a sunny fan and I, I totally wouldn't want to redirect anybody away from uh, cannabis. Who's enjoying it. But uh, if you're a fan of sunny, you know, uh, maybe a quicker method to get to sleep like that is just to eat a can of cat food and drink a warm right. real quick. Make yourself sick. So sick. You're so tired. You just go to sleep. Right <laughs> now. I have, I have definitely consumed so many edibles that I'm ill, but I think that just speaks to maybe the quality of the edibles that I was eating at the time. Like, no, no, I'm not getting sick. I'm getting very inebriated. None of this point. Fair. Am I, am I nauseous or, or even really dizzy? I'm just severely high. And when you get too high, one of the things that happens is you start dropping stuff because you're you're <laughs> starting to disrupt your nervous system and it becomes difficult to walk. I'm not suggesting that the listener do this. It's just something that I enjoy doing. Right. It's of dubious value, um, but it is entertaining for me and well, sometimes other people, mostly me, though. Unlike, again, most other medicines that I can think of, I'm sure there is another example, but I can't think of it. Weed is definitely, cannabis is definitely the kind of drug where you can kind of decide your own dose, your own method of administration and stuff. So that, that you know, if that's, if you're into that, great. But it, and uh, to that end, if you really want to get the most out of it, use that synergistic effect. Just, just tap in and then start eating edibles because you should do things exactly like I do, listener. Exactly the way I do. Now, oh, shit. One okay. Done grinding that out. One of us. One of us. Anyway, yeah. Yeah, we'll fucking rule. Oh, I, I go back and forth on this. Yeah, we got enough time to squeeze this in real quick. Uh, another way that that you can save money with edibles, if you live in a state where maybe weed's not legal, and I certainly wouldn't want to advise anybody to engage in like interstate smuggling traffic kind of shit at all, because that would be bad. But if you were to, you know, say source your stuff from one area to carry it over to another. I found that that can be a significant savings with the caveat that that's only if you really enjoy like edibles and carts and shit. Yeah. Yeah. And when we come back, I've got something that may also save you money depending on your market and what kind of damage you're willing to do to your lungs. 
Lots. Okay. Well, so, so for example, like here for a while in Oregon there, everyone was like blowing their shitty, like badly grown weed into wax and you could get really high grade BHO for like $10 a gram, $15 a gram. Like, so it was just really cheap to buy like a gram of like donk your brain out wax and just smoke wax and nothing but wax all the time. And like, so I would see like broke college students. They didn't even smoke weed. They just dab because it was cheaper for them to dab than to actually smoke weed. So if you're in a kind of market that's flooded with like cheap BHO and you don't care about your lungs, because I think that smoking too much concentrates where they use solvent specifically mm. is bad for your lungs. I'm not saying smoking flour is good for you, but I think right. it's better than just doing dabs all the time. That's just colloquial. Just right. my personal belief. I don't know enough to speak to that one way or the other, but uh, I I enjoy the effects of dabs more, but I don't enjoy them as much as flour because they're the way they make me cough feels different and it's kind of nastier and more vicious in a way. It's, I don't know. I don't, I, the dab cough kills me. A bad dab cough is one of the least pleasant feelings I can think of. It kind of um, reminds me of a, like a, when I, I used to, I've, I quit smoking cigarettes using vape. And one of the reasons cigarettes. I quit vaping is because I would get like a weird, gross cigarette cough, only it was wet. Ooh, yeah. And I was like, oh, well, this is not, we're not doing this anymore. <laughs> and then <laughs> like, 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 this is a new thing. Like I get the like dry cigarette cough, which is something I was used to. Right. But I was getting like a wet, like wet thing. And I wasn't sick. And I was like, well, fuck this. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. That's a good stopping point on that. I'm going to hit the stop on this recording. The sludge from the end of that, like that guy at the end of RoboCop. But yeah. on that note, if you are going to dispensaries where they do have those horrible cheap dabs that will kill you, um, it is worth taking your time to find a place with a good reward program. Now, I don't know, like you'd mentioned the reward programs in your state, Dig. Uh, are they yep. pretty generous out that way? Depends on the shop and how much weed you buy. If you're like me and you go through periods where like sometimes you run out of all the home grow or most of it, you start buying and you buy like a fairly substantial amount, you're going to get bigger discounts, but yeah, some of them are fairly generous. I don't know how generous, but like I've definitely saved upwards of like 40 bucks on bills before, like stacking yep. points and stuff. That's always the best when you go to one that you've got, like you've been to for a minute and like you get the, the built up points that you haven't considered. That's gotten me fucking gummies on days where I'm broke. That's gotten me to where I can add like a gummy to my purchase of weed or get a gram or whatever. And it's so nice. But on the other end of that, I've had many experiences with stingy dispos where you finally want to cash in and you assume you're going to have a little bit. And then they come to you, like, you have $2 and eight cents. Oh and yeah. So keeping that in mind, if you live in a state where they have rewards programs, it is worth seeking those out here in Oklahoma. One I know of for sure. That's a good one is, or at least was, I just said for sure. One that was for sure. Good. When I used to shop there was Oki Kush club. I'm not sure if it's still this way, but it used to be those dudes would give you 10 cents back on the dollar, which was fucking oh, mind blowing. Wow. Yeah. That's just 10, 10% of your shit back. Um, so maybe check those guys out if you, and plus they have good weed and they have cool shirts. So that's a free ad for you. I have no free ads for you people. None. Oh, and no, you hit up, you hit the vape people earlier. Oh yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. I did do that. They did. So, they did give me that full disclosure. I didn't pay for that. Oh, fair. I would, I would. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Luca, Luca did that for a bong loads and BS too. But the problem is that, that thing was, uh, 
it was kind of a piece of shit. It was kind of yeah. A piece of so shit. far, they haven't. So far, this guy hasn't sent me a piece of shit yet. So mm-hmm. I'm gonna keep saying nice things until I don't have anything yeah. nice to say, and then I'm just not. I don't know what I'm gonna do. I haven't run into a. I haven't had to run into anything that I didn't want to like use. Like everything that I that people have sent me that I've pulled out of my free box has been right. good stuff. So. And, you know, like, like dig, I don't know if dig, you were creating an implication there, but I'm going to, I'm going to come right out with it. Uh, I don't care what you send me, how shitty it is, as long as you gave it to me. And as long as we have a good relationship, it's, it's great. And I mean, I am unethical. I am. And, you know, back in the day, back in the bond goods and BS days where we had Kate and Blake, Blake would be kind of like the ethical counterpoint that's gone. So like two points sponsors hit me up. Cause I, I I'm yellow. I'll sell out on anything. And uh, listeners, you can't trust anything I say now. Give me free shit and I'll say a nice thing about it. If it's good shit, if it's bad shit, I'll probably not say as many good things about it. I'm not as for sale as Evan is. That's I actually do. You know, Luca, I, I would probably talk shit about them anyway, but like they, there are a lot of personal problems with Luca that come out, but that's cool. We won't get into how they don't pay freelance writers. The marketing companies that they hire don't pay freelance writers. Cause I wouldn't have anything to do with weed. <clears throat> no, no, no. Freelancing for free has nothing to do with weed at all and would never happen. You shouldn't work for free. Depends on what you consider work. In my humble opinion, sex work. No, you shouldn't do that for free. You're getting taken advantage of. I'm sorry. But in a way, isn't like every loving encounter that you don't pay for working for free? I don't know. I guess it depends on like how much you paid for dinner and the positions she's open to. Fair, fair. I too view like I my every relationship with women in a very transactional way. It helps me, you know, rationalize things I do. I'm kidding. Okay, this a- is getting too dark. <laughs> Wait, hold on, hold on. I don't, I don't, I don't endorse this. I can't tell if he's joking. You're going oh, jeez, <laughs> man. I'm you teasing you. I know. I'm joking. No, I know you're. Joking. He's kidding. He's kidding. No, no. I mean, you know, and you know, th- there's a place in this world for transactional relationships with women and that place <laughs> is in a regulated red light district with rampant std testing and a regulated system of pensions but and hey i am a dreamer human trafficking yes well you there listen once there's a pension everyone's gonna sign up you're not gonna have human trafficking let me tell you see i'm anyway let's not get into my like my you know utopian views of like what sex work in this country could be if people would stop beating the bible so much and beat their meat a little bit more come on come on you're in the bible belt you know what the fuck's up i can't think of a fucking clever way to say it but sex opinion chats and bullshit is what i've accidentally created sex work opinion chats and bullshit uh, uh, returning to the, the, the ancillary, the bongos part, <laughs> bongos and bullshit. One thing, Dig, that we've been hinting at over and over and something that you said overtly, but we didn't say overtly enough is you can also save money on weed by growing that shit. But to like go along with what Dig said, you really don't, you can go and spend a bajillion dollars on your tent and you can go and get your nice fucking LED light or whatever kind of lights the best and do all that shit. And lie to your landlord and say, no, I need to cut a vent because I'm growing peppers and do all that crap. But you don't have to. You can go to a Reddit like uh, Space Buckets is a really popular one. It's literally all about getting really cheap, like Gorilla Weed grows done efficiently and they just grow it in buckets. So like there are always ways and dig. I'm sure you can speak to that more than I can. 
Yeah, yeah. There's a big culture. I mean, uh, look, if you can keep it hidden outdoors and you have a way to keep it small, either growing in auto flowers or like or if, if you have a really tall fence or you're in a really rural area, your mileage may vary. Or if you're in a state where it's legal to grow, like in Oklahoma, you can grow weed in your backyard legally. If you if you own your property, as far as I know, you can have six under the medical program, right? Something like that, like six yeah. in veg and six in flower, I believe. Yeah, you can grow them big and proud. As long as they're behind the fence, I think you're golden. So here it's like that. If they're behind the fence and no one can see them, grow them big and tall. And some people don't even do that. Some some people, they're poking over the fence for like two months. But yeah, if you can grow outside, you don't have to pay for electricity. You just have to pay for water. Everything else is like the sun is free. Right. You know, you've got to feed them and stuff, like give them like different kinds of fertilizer, depending on how big they get. Um, you may have to trellis them if they get really big, if you want them to support all the, those buds you're growing. But as far as like paying for the light to be running, no, nah, nah, the, the sun is, a, is the greatest light in the world. And if you if your pest control is on point and everything, you can grow outdoor weed that most people won't be able to tell isn't indoor weed. People don't, people have this illusion in their mind that indoor weed is better than outdoor weed mm-hmm. and they just haven't had the good outdoor stuff. Oh, there's, yeah, I've definitely had some good outdoor. It's just, I think the, the floor is possibly lower for, not possibly, the floor is lower for outdoor, so it gets that bad rep, but there's also your know, shitty indoor and everything in between. Um, <laughs> some of the worst weed I've ever had in my life, I'm almost positive, was indoor. Oh, that's rough. I paid, oh God, I don't mean to go on a tangent. Talking about, this is some stuff you shouldn't do. Listen, folks, do not buy weed from people who weed is not their drug of choice, i.e. do not buy weed from a meth head. No offense to meth heads out there. Yeah, we wouldn't want to offend that segment of our audience. Listen, listen, I don't want to offend anyone and their drug of choice or anything. This is all I'm saying. What I'm saying is if you want to buy shrooms, buy them from a hippie. If you want to buy weed, buy them from someone who smokes weed. Don't buy alcohol from unlicensed people. It's dangerous. Um, and but, of course, um, if you want to buy like frozen blood of children, you buy it from the Clinton Foundation. QAnon joke. Sorry, I just totally there. Oh boy, are we, we, we going to be Joe, Joe Rogan now? Is that what we're doing? The, the tradition of me dropping nukes on the flow of the show continues. Call, call, call Ben Shapiro. Let's get him on for an interview. He can tell us about drug policy. Oh man. Ben, duh, okay. Now here's where we got to get into the don't get me started because that dude, that dude will get me started. So let's go back. Let's go back to weed. And here's something. Here's some of that content that uh, this is just something that you never would have learned unless it's through experience. So now you all are getting to learn my experience. And this is one that you can't take advantage of immediately, but you can definitely really get good returns from it over time. That is, if you're in a state where it's legal and people are open about their use, get active in the fucking Facebook groups, get active in your state's Reddit and make friends because in a very real sense, if you remember back in the day, like your grandparents or grandparents or parents fucking going to the neighbors and giving them a big sack of fucking tomatoes because they grew a bunch of them or whatever, that is happening in your world with marijuana right now. And you just don't know people. All of the weed that looks so dude, let me tell you, like, <clears throat> I'm not going to say any names, but, you know, I have a lot of my friends that are that like also grow weed. Mm. And like a lot of times this thing happens where. There are no guarantees in farming. Shit will happen. Bugs will come in. And if you're in this little, it's kind of like a polycule, you know, someone's always available if everyone's fucking everybody. Someone's <laughs> always got weed if everyone's giving everyone weed. 
And if everyone is lifting everyone up and teaching everyone to grow better weed, then the better the free weed you sometimes have to ask people for gets. Like people are always asking me why, like, because I give people like my extra cuts. I just give them away. Like, you're like, why do you give away weed? I'm like, I'm giving away plants. Why do you give away plants? Why don't you try to sell them? I'm like, because they're going to remember that I gave them this cut. And then maybe one day I run out of good indicas because I, I got sick and had to have surgery and couldn't go ape shit in the garden. Like I usually do. And then my buddies came through for me. And like he said, if you, if you start growing and then all of a sudden you like drop like an ounce or an eighth or a half ounce or whatever on somebody when they're hurting, well, if they get really good at growing, they might not drop an ounce on you. They may drop, they may drop five on you. You don't, you don't know what that, that, that pay it forward looks like. And that's not always going to happen. There are a lot of folks in this world that just never quite get it together. Like you're burning ounces when you give them away. Don't expect those to come back. But, but when they do, oh boy, it slaps. I'll tell you what, good weed. Now something here that, 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 that's a good call. I, I, I wish that. I had enough perspective to speak more on homegrown, except to say I've had it and it's good. But man, it's it does seem like that the the I don't know. I don't want to get back on the indoor thing. I'm you can I'm like sweating because the edibles are all kicking in and I'm oh, getting yeah. extremely high. This is the point of the show where we become a train wreck, a train wreck yeah. where we don't know what's happening. I know what's happening. What's that? You're getting high on edibles and derailing the show and then making excuses for it. Don't make excuses for it. Mm. Just grab onto the pony's mane mm. and hold on tight because this mare ain't stopping. Your drunk uncle just slapped her on the ass and you don't know mm. why you're on the back of this horse, but you don't want to fall off. Let's do this. Yeah. That's and what I'm saying. I think that's a really good segue to the next tip, which is if you can, if your life circumstances allow it, Maybe take a tolerance break. Maybe stop with the cannabis just for a minute. I don't uh, know. Yeah, if that's if that that's that's an approach that I understand that some people have taken. Um, I will say yes. Uh, I will say that tolerance breaks are not all created equal, but I will say that if you're a heavy cannabis user, right. you don't need to quit smoking weed for a week if you quit smoking weed for a couple days and come back to it whoo oh boy let me tell you you'll feel it now you can radically rapidly return to your previous tolerance yes but if you just want to experience like oh i wish i could get more high like i used to take three days off and then smoke a joint and call me in the morning you know to that end even i've noticed on days where i'm really busy like and i don't get to take an edible till the end of the day i'm proud of that's the anticipation shit and like but that edible is it's real good so oh, yeah. I, I think it's exactly what you said it's less about like maybe how much tolerance you get back and more about like the the amount at which it scales at size because yeah. if you're out like if you're out like a month i would say you're probably at like 50 percent. i would guess ballpark and if you're you know two and a half to three months you're basically a baby again so you're really saving money on cannabis because you're not buying it during that time. And then whenever you come back, you can like take a hit off a vape pen and fucking crawl under the couch. Yeah. I generally don't take tolerance breaks longer than three days. And usually it's because I can't smoke cannabis. It's not like I have to go to Texas for a family thing or whatever. And I can't like, or I'll have like, so, right. So I may be able to get a hold of like a little bit, but it's nothing like here. So like, it's whatever, but like, 
So when I like, like, I'm like, I'm not running around with like tubs of like, like I'm not running around with tins of joints in my pocket. Like I am here in Texas. You know what I mean? It's just not something I do. So I'll go on tolerance breaks like that. But like after about a day and a half, like all the residual effects of cannabis start to wear off for me. And that's when my joints and my back and like all my pain things really start to come back full force. And so like past a day and a half, I'm usually like, uh, fuck this cannabis is medicine. Ow. Yeah. I'm trouble. Like I, I break down and get like old Manny and like have trouble getting like really quick. Cannabis is like my Popeye spinach. Right. And without it, I am a weak bitch. Let me tell you. Yeah, that's that's it's kind of fucked up to think, you know, to get back on that little after this move to like it's more acceptable to the insurance companies and shit for you to be popping a fucking oxy or whatever <laughs> and dealing with that train than doing this thing that keeps you functional. And I don't know, it's irritating. And uh, that's that's why I guess I am one of those weed guys, because it just isn't fair. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, we've talked about this offline, but I'm not one of those people that opiates like super agree with. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I know that, that too. Yeah, like, and I know, I know everyone's like, opiates don't agree with everyone. I'm like, listen, there are some people that are very high functioning that are basically opiate addicts. Right. I am not one of those people that would be high functioning. It makes me like feel like physically ill after a couple days and sad and gross. The only time I take them is after surgery. Anything else, I generally won't. I just, I'm not generally tough enough enough to do like the first week after like post-surgical where they cut me open without opiates. I'm just, I don't feel like being that tough. I'm not looking forward to my surgery because I'll have to do that due to my background. Dude, honestly, what helps with coming out, like after you've been on opiates a week and your body's cooked on them again, right? dude, the best thing you could do is take a day where all you're doing is smoking joints and just Mm kind of sweating it out. I know that sounds not good, but like, honestly, guys, one of the best things cannabis can do for you as far as from like, coming down off of other drugs is just mm-hmm. it's just smoke a little weed like every time you start feeding mm-hmm. like have a little more weed right. and it'll kind of even everything out and it makes like the nausea that you get when you come off of opiates right. and the appetite loss a little right. bit more manageable like i didn't even like lose a like a shitload of weight Oh, man, yeah. uh, i would and i would i would not stop so well that advice might work for somebody who doesn't have that history that that would only serve to kick off months of hell in my mind and do things to me mentally that they would be indescribable on this, this quaint little podcast. So, so if I would not, if you, if you are a recovered addict, like uh, yours truly, I would not recommend going that route because kind of like the alcoholic using mouthwash, you never know what road you're going to end up going down. So, you know, YMMV. Now I did just read something interesting. I I'm just moving. I'm taskmaster in this thing, but I found something. I found a really good tip. Check this shit out. Dig. This is on greenstate.com, and it says if you want to get good deals at dispos, you go to places where there's a high density of dispensaries in the area. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, there are a couple towns in Oregon where there might be more dispensaries than coffee shops. It's pretty pretty surreal. You know, in Medford, a Mm -hmm. town uh, near here, there's actually a – Yeah, yeah, you've heard of it. You told me that, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. They uh, they cut. They have one called Weed Bucks, and every time I see it, <laughs> I just I laugh. It makes me laugh. There's a free ad for you. We have Star Buds. Oh, that's awesome. See, that's cool. They're yeah, they're a little overpriced and shit, but they're okay. They're okay. I you know I uh I don't 
I don't go to Weed Bucks much anymore. I used to go there a lot. And then I had a buddy, a buddy, an acquaintance who was a bud tender there. And uh, without getting too much into it, like they told me some stuff about some of their like pre-rolls. I was like, all right, all right. So I moved on. Oh, yeah. Those those pre-rolls are kind of like they're on the weed equivalent of like seeing like the meat factory and seeing where your hamburgers made you fucking those big shaking apparatuses. And like, Oh yeah, bro. Like, like, and, and like, I, I'm at home. Like I could take some like indoor right now and grind right. it up and roll it into a big fat joint, stick it in a tube, right. let it pickle for like a day. So it smells just like the paper doesn't even like taste like paper anymore. It's like right. I had the weed like resin, like resonated and like, I call it pickled. Put a tube, put put the joint in the tube and let it pickle is what my partner will say. Right. And so we'll do that and we'll smoke it a little bit later. It'll taste even better because all the terps have soaked into the paper. Ooh. So for you home rollers out there, don't roll it. I mean, obviously roll a joint and smoke it. I'm not stopping you, but roll two. Roll, smoke one now and smoke one like in four hours. Ah, pickle that bitch. Oh, it's good stuff. Yeah, pickle it. That's what I like to call it. But yeah, no, no, yeah. So like, what? I forgot what we were talking about. I got absorbed in my, oh yeah. And they're just like, there's just like some guy with like a cigarette, like hanging out of his mouth. And he's just like, he's just like, mm-hmm. uh, oh, give me some more weed. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's like, the, 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 it's, it's not romantic. Like a joint, you don't, <laughs> you don't take the paper out of the sheet and, and, and place the paper in between your fingers. So it, it supports itself and then dump the weed and then, the crutch and then you roll it and then you lick it. Oh, it's so sensual. Such an experience. I love joints. I love joints. Do you, uh, do you save your roaches or do you? No, I roll with crutches, man. So like when it's, when I burn it down to the crutch, so like right before it gets to the crutch, like basically with the crutch, you'll feel, you'll feel. Is that a filter? Am I confused? No, no, no. So like a filter would be like, you know, like a, like a filter, like a crutch a piece of paper that you like. So I use, I use perforated crutches. I'm not going to show you the brand. I think okay. you probably saw, but like with these, you just, uh, that war brand. It. Yeah. Yeah. War, war brand, uh, papers. So, uh, you just kind of roll it and then it goes in the, uh, in the joint and right. then it forms you like just a little tube. So okay. Like you- That's what I call a filter. I'm an idiot. Oh, well, it's not a filter that it's, it's, it just keeps the weed out of your lips. Right. It, so yeah, a little yeah, yeah. too. And then, so that's, what's going in my, that, that wrapped in paper is what's going in my tray. And then there's right. nothing, there's nothing really left to smoke. Um, I don't like re-rolling uh, little joints that, and roaches and stuff. Nah. I think that's grody. It's like re-rolling a cigarette. It's fucking disgusting. I'll do it. If I'm like in a place, but like if I was in a state where it was illegal, I don't think I would smoke joints inside my house or like around my house. I think I would use a bong at home. Right. And then I would use paper like joints on the road. Like so like I would take a joint to a concert because then if, right. if you want to get rid of it, you can just get rid of it. Whose was that? I don't know. Yeah, I know pair from the Oh, the there's a joint. Oh my god. Oh my. Well, but but like, oh, it's on the ground over there. What the fuck? As you exhale like pot smoke, whatever. Like, right. but like like at home, you want to conserve weed. So you want to have a bong stashed away somewhere and you just like <laughs> get it in there, you know? You know, like what I'm saying. So like I think, and that's you know, so it it just depends on like what. Like, cause like I can grow a big 
one pound plant outside allegedly and then i can roll joints so like and and smoke a gram at a time like a fucking asshole but if i'm not in a legal state and i'm not growing these big beautiful west coast bushes then i can't do that so like i gotta like use a bong or some shit and take like like what like 0.20 like gram bong rips to the face like on the 15 until i feel like where i'm at i need to be i don't know (laughs) What are we talking about? Fucking I, did you know, you've lost your train of thought. That's Just right. talking about bong rips, bro. Yeah. I was following and I, I, you know, in general, like rolling joints and shit is not nearly as economical if we're talking about the weed. No, thing. no, no. That's no. not a way to save money. That's just a, a stupid way that I like to do it. Now to the, oh, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, no, go ahead. Yeah. To, to the, to the other end of that, like getting more out of your high and saving money are kind of the same thing. And I'm, I, I see a lot of guides and shit that say like use glass blunts and one hitters, but I don't like those cause it's a lot of work and like I'm high tolerance. So I got to like pack it out of the dugout like 27 times to get my buzz. But I will say learning how to snap bongs has been great for conserving weed. It's super efficient. And if you get, I'll just break my process down dig and then you can tell yours and maybe we can figure out who's good out here. Okay. Whenever I'm doing snappers, what I like to do is I will take the bud. I will break it up with my fingernails instead of the grinder typically because my grinder is a little too fine. I will not stack, but kind of gently place those individual pieces that I thumbnail up into the bowl, making like a light stack that a lot of air gets between. Okay. Yeah. I will light the bowl, making sure to get like as much coverage, get the whole thing up at once as I can. Yeah. And then I, whenever the time comes and the bowl's all full or the, the chamber's all full of smoke, I yank it and, and I snap it in and then I exhale. Does that sound about like a snap? So colloquially, no, that's just oh. a long rip. Ooh. So like, so like, so like what, when, no offense, no, offense, no, you're good, but, man. So what I would call a snap and it doesn't have to be a full bowl, mm. but a snap in a bong is where you hit it until that, that, mm. That noise when it comes, it's the sound of the of the last ember of the weed snapping through and hitting the bong water. And it's, I forgot that element, but yeah, yeah, you're absolutely so right. So like, even if it's only like a little pinch that you're snapping through, like you might call that like a baby snapper and you're just like, and you may not even fill the whole chamber or you're snapping through like big monster rips and you've got like, you know, 0.25 to like half gram bong bowls. You're like ripping through a bong. But at that point, you're not clearing when you're filling the chamber, you're just like get wrenching on it until it's done. Right. And I, I did forget that's like the snapping aspect is just like you said, the like kind of hole clearing the bowl. Yeah. And, you have uh, to clear the bowl into the bong water for it to be a snap. And the logic behind that kind of makes sense because at least with me, there comes a point if you're hitting the bowl multiple times, it's kind of hard to tell if that's ash or that's weed or that's right. just a little chunk of carbon where the snap leaves very little uncertainty. Yeah. And also now you're smoking I, a shitload of weed once and getting high. Please continue. Yeah. Now what I will say about snapping is it's actually not as it's, a, it's a great way to get high really, really quick. And it's my mm. favorite way to do bong bowls, but it's not the most efficient for your flower. Oh, in my opinion, my, I, I, I think the way that my partner does it is the best way she'll pack like a, a level bowl or even like a mounded bowl and she'll just smoke on it. And, and, and in her bong, she'll just do like a, she'll fill the chamber, empty it, like you said, until the bowl is gone. And she's got her whole rig figured out where when she's done, she has like a little bowl that has like a little handle and she takes it and she goes and she blows out the other end and just ash blows out. She's figured out where she's, she's got it just right. So you can get 
like with your piece where you know exactly like when you're done, mm-hmm. but it takes maybe a neurotic level of dedication. <laughs> And I'm not paying that close of attention. The more high I get, I'm like accidentally blowing like half smoked bulls out and shit. So yeah, it's a, it's a dangerous proposition. I would venture to say that probably vaping or again, the, 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 the dugouts and shit that they recommend are the most straight up economical way to do it. But it becomes a point of like, I don't know, like what you called the clean, like pure weed high. That seems to me like a level of weed high that you just lose once you start getting a tolerance to where I think I could probably hit a vape pen and it would just cough and make me feel pissed off and that would be it. But maybe I'm also not a good vape pens. I like I like whole flower vapes like I've got a volcano. I've got these things from Claudius nine respect on the volcano. Oh, it was a it was a big purchase. I'll never buy one again because this <laughs> thing will last me forever. It weighs like so much. I don't mention it much on the podcast because I bought that. They don't yeah. need to send podcasters shit. Yeah. I need um, they've no, they've they've been around for a long time. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, they need to send Evan one. Yeah, he does. He doesn't have. Well, I'm not even gonna talk about how much money I spent in this fucking thing. Let's just say that if you have that much money. And you want a volcano and you don't have like children you need to feed, right? Go buy one. Um, but maybe I don't know. Like, I feel like if I had children, maybe I wouldn't have a volcano. Does that make sense? No, no, I get it. Yeah, that's that's like the big fancy weed purchase. Like back before I had kids, I had a very nice like boutique bass guitar, and now you know, same thing. No, I get you. I get yeah, you. yeah, like I would. I would maybe buy the kids vegetables or something. I don't know. Now, <laughs> do you feel the volcano uh, gives you the level of value that the amount you spend on it? Like, are you still, are you getting a good, a good buzz off the old volcano? Yeah, actually, um, as far as like vaporizers, as far as dry herb vaporizers, mm. I still think it's the top of the line Ooh. as far as like overall, like just experience mm. and the high you get, it's very, you can change the temperature. Yeah. To where you want it you can get it almost combustible and i got i can get where i like to be with it more than any of these other vaporizers now i will say this these handhelds that cloudy has sent they're way nicer than stuff i tried five years ago right. and like i was tripping over my words earlier like i got high i'm high like Good in a shit. way that in, in a way that like maybe even a dab pen wouldn't get me high. So dryer vaporizers are coming a long way. Um, I will say that like, if you like getting like very, very inebriated right. or you need a high level of medication, it can take longer to get there with them sometimes, but you can get there with like grams on the pound. If you know what I'm saying, like really little, smaller amounts of weed. You part, use of, the, oh, sorry. part of why the volcano is so good is you're packing like a, I think the bowl and it almost holds like 0. 0.40 grams. Or Jeez something. Christ. Like it, it holds, it holds like almost half a gram or something. So do you do the whip or the bag? I use the bag, man. Good shit. Yeah. I, and that's the other thing you can't, I couldn't hit that on a podcast. You'd hear it. Right. Going, bah, wow. ah, the German engineering came ah. to work. And then, and then, and then I'd be over here and, and you'd be like, and then you'd hear it crinkle. <laughs> It would be awful. No one would enjoy yeah, the, That would be like an NPR segment more than than where they have to get the audio texture. Yeah, no, we're good on that. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull the last ten or so minutes of the podcast up. Uh, let's bullshit aside with a, a little funny aside. Uh, if listeners of This American Life uh, are, are are with us, uh, I once listened to an episode where they went to a balloon making fair, and it was like the douchiest like 
of course they're going to get the person and like, so yeah, I don't know where I'm going with this. I'm stoned, but fuck that. And it was really welcome. Funny. Welcome to all things considered. We're going to be talking today about the Senate and how it might not actually represent the will of the people. But first, <laughs> something like that. We've done. Yeah, we've no. done pretty surprisingly well for for. We've not gotten into private prisons. We only briefly went into sex trafficking. Um, that's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. We. Yeah. Yeah. So, so for the record, not uh, not a Q guy over here. Yeah, no, neither, neither are you. Yeah, no, we we were just making jokes. We like making jokes about the Trumpuses. Yeah, you know, and in fact, oh, good. I I I think that that whole movement, um, you know, it's while it's frightening, as frightening as it is, it's also that ridiculous. Right. And so, um, that's something. I would say, and since we're at the end of the show when nobody really listens anyway, I, I, I don't have enough time to get my whole thoughts on that. And it's a weed podcast anyway. Um, most conspiracy theories, I have some level of like, I don't like them. I don't subscribe, but whatever you want. It's escapism or you want to be a contrarian or like you think you're going to impress people by saying, oh, no, did you know the Vatican's actually an ancient electric fucking Listen. generator? Like, say it. That's fine. But mm-hmm. but the Q shit, if you're into it fuck you if you're into the q shit stop listening to my show get off the air go check into some deprogramming shit and then adrena, <laughs> adrena comb isn't real you retards yes if exactly ta- like, 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 like seriously it's not real that's not how any drug is made at all you retard you're falling for like b horror musical shit go watch goddamn fucking repo a genetic opera if you want that level of entertainment don't come calling to me and i'm not repo is very good but it's not good enough to base a conspiracy on here's mm-hmm. something else i'd like to say mm-hmm. about all of that stuff like th- these people that want to control other people's behavior and yeah. what they do inside outside the bedroom they're not good for weed man no no and i would yeah it's it's <sighs> It's, it's just because weed's good, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it's it's certainly they're not helping. It just seems like at this point, as long as it's not like the furry fucking Nambla Pato coalition going through and fucking saying, hey, we're making weed our exclusive platform. Like, it's just hey, I've got everybody no smokes problem weed now. with furries. If you want to put teasing. on a fur- Oh, okay. Yeah, like, I, I, I like all those weird people, man. Like, mm-hmm. I like if you're doing something that's a little bit different and it's like visually striking and annoys conservative Christians. Like, I want to hear what you have to say. I'm not saying I'm going to agree with it, but it's annoying the people I hate and you're wearing a funny frill and you're dressed up like a fox. And that's interesting. I'm interested. It's interesting and it's funny. Uh, I would note if you're playing a video game that has a public art element, like many Nintendo games do, and dig, I know you're not a game player. Not maybe really, no. maybe that's not the best time to ha- draw a picture of your like purple furred wolf avatar with cum all over its face. I I had to I had to stop my son from playing Splatoon two. So Jesus that, Christ! That because they they were bombarding the public art area, which is very very of course because there are so many good artists in that scene. You got to tip their cap like it produces amazing artists, but there's just so much art of just horrible shit and nintendo whatever they can't deal with it can't deal with it so what is it what is it called um yif is that what it's called i believe that's their like that's like the, the cartoon like the cartoon like animal porn this is an explicit podcast right of course okay so like i think that's what it's called so i was friends 
with like a very homosexual person. Like I still am friends with very homosexual people. How's it going? But like what this very particular, very homosexual person in high school was really into that stuff. So like we would, I would be in his room in high school and we would be like drinking, like probably like Keystone light. And I would like flip over and there'd just be like a computer printout of like a gay, like wolf, like fucking a gay dragon in the ass or some shit. And I'd be like, bro, what is this? And he's like, oh, that's like, that's the if, that's furry porn. I'm like, uh-huh, sure is. All right, moving on. <laughs> now, <laughs> it, 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 and it sounds like that your 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 exposure to that that scene is maybe a little closer than mine, which, you know, A, immediately makes you suspect, but B, it makes me wonder. Um, I was under the impression that Yif was like kind of like their fuck. It was like their catch-all, like verb. Oh, see, now. I didn't know. I, that's just what like, you told me. But I'm wondering now if maybe I've been wrong that whole time. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe. I'm not like a furry. I just I have this way of winding up, like especially when I was younger in my 20s. I just didn't have no in my heart. I was like Joe Dirt, right. so I just end up in these cool situations where mm. there'd be like weird porn or like excessive <laughs> nudity. Or like, like <laughs> drugs that I wasn't necessarily like ready for. Mm. Like I, I'm, I, I'm never ready to see someone smoke off aluminum foil. And I've been <laughs> on more than one date, date as a young man, where like I thought I was getting ready to get laid, and then some girl was smoking pills off aluminum foil. Oh. This was a long time ago. But like, it's just, Lizard I just tattoo. I just feel like <laughs> I, I have. I just, I like. I'm open-minded as long as you're like not hurting anyone else and you're not right. like doing anything like violent or fucked up. Right. I don't care what you do. And honestly, like, okay, cool. Like, I don't care. Like, I don't care. That's, that's how I am with it too. Like, it's just, it is, it's amusing to me. It's funny. That's oh, the I only enjoy time the hell out me. of some of it. Like, <laughs> like, uh, like I love Dorian Electra. She's this, uh, what do you call it? Uh, she's a non-binary and she's like uh, an electronic music artist. They call it hyper pop. I love that shit. She's got this funny thing where she's like embraced the whole like Alex Jones, like ranting, like the uh, water making. The yeah, yeah, yeah. And she has a whole music video where it's her and a bunch of furries, like turning everyone gay. And she calls it <sighs> water campaign. It's hilarious. Or sorry, not her. They. They, they have this they. cool campaign and sh and they wear like a, a a like a weird like stalinist like weird fascist vibe yeah but they, it's all like neon and like rainbow and like gay it's yeah, great i love there's it it's a, hilarious i've seen that subculture before that gets into the whole like authoritarian dress with with or without the rainbow shit that's people end up in some weird places man People I end know. up in some weird and like not I even know. any judgment. Like, I want to know how you got there. Like, just out of curiosity, I want to know what pivotal points in your life directed you to get there. Now, yeah.